0: Hi everyone and welcome to episode 2 of my brand new spin-off podcast, What We're Watching In Conversation With. For this episode, I was lucky enough to chat to Alexa Davies all about her time filming Mamma Mia 2, the crazy showbiz situation she's encountered, being offered the use of Tom Hanks' holiday home to name one, and why she loves playing socially awkward Meg in Dead Pixels. I hope you enjoy like can I just start by saying I am the biggest Mamma Mia fan and I loved both the first film and the second film and obviously you were young Rosie in the second film so what was that like as a film to work on
1: oh it was unreal it's unlike anything I've ever done um, in every sense it was bigger it was kind of more lavish because they had all a lot of money and a lot of time. The cast list is one that I will never match again. Like I've, I've peaked when it comes to working with just the list of the biggest stars in the world. Um, and it was amazing. It was great. It, the best thing really was um, that there was six of us kind of joining together Um, and going through that together was, was a really amazing experience.
0: Yeah. And, I, as I say, like I absolutely love the film and it's full of like, it's just so feel good. There's so much singing and dancing. Was that, was that tough to learn, all the routines and stuff? Or were you kind of like a fan of ABBA and the first film, so you kind of knew some of it already?
1: I was a massive ABBA fan and I, I'm not a dancer, though. I do like singing and I've, I've always sang. I'm Welsh, so I'm used to like being in choirs and, and I did a lot of singing when I was younger yeah. the dance thing was I remember when I had my auditions I kept watching Super Trooper from the first film yeah trying to like half learn that routine because I just had it in my head that the choreographer was gonna was gonna teach us that but obviously that was a routine choreographed for women who were sl- slightly older yeah and so when Anthony the choreographer got to work with us it was a completely different I mean he had 20 girls in their 20s so yeah it was full on. The, the When I Kissed the Teacher routine is so hard. So is Mamma Mia as well. Yeah. But yeah, it was definitely kind of thrown in the deep end because that's what we started with. We had six weeks to, to learn the dances, learn the songs before we yeah. actually filmed them.
0: Yeah. And obviously there was such a, such a huge hype around the film because of the success of the first one. So like, what was that like to keep key things from the film quiet? do you know what it
1: wasn't it it wasn't really difficult it was quite the big thing was obviously Meryl that we knew that Meryl was not um you know that Donna had passed yeah that was the big thing of like oh because I just felt like everyone was gonna ask like about Meryl and if I'm meeting Meryl and she was there she had like two weeks I think where she did um the christening and and then obviously the finale with us that was kind of scary trying to keep make sure I didn't um, mention that to anyone but beyond that like I say I think because we had the six of us we did just become like this little bubble and and we created our own little world um so it's actually quite easy one time we um we would have a lot of drivers and sometimes they weren't drivers from production they were taxis Mm -hmm. and one time um they dropped Hugh off at the studios and we weren't allowed to say like oh we're you know we're the young cast um so Hugh told him that they were making a musical version of Cats but this is before Cats was announced yeah <laughs> we're gonna do a film of Cats so he's just you he always had the best the best kind of ways out of, of those conversations
0: did you have to come up with any were there any that you had to kind of throw people off the scent? well I won't lie
1: <laughs> when I got the job I was working on um a bar at, I was working on the bar at the Palace Theatre um and it was like you're not supposed to tell anyone. I just told everyone straight away. Like yeah. I wrote my red letter of resignation. I went <laughs> to my boss. He was like, Oh, what are you, where are you going? What are you doing? I was like, I'm gonna be in Mama Mia. I'm playing orders." <laughs> and I I was also filming Detectorists at the time. And I told everyone on Detectorist that I was gonna be in it. I did just tell a lot of people, with with people I don't know, with like strangers in who I know I'm never going to see again, I panic yeah. and I just tell them that I work on production, that I work as like a, an assistant. And one time a taxi driver, this is on a completely different job, one time I told a taxi driver that I was um, like a runner and he gave me a receipt to get my money back from production. He, he bumped it up £10 because he was like, they never pay you lot enough. And I had to tell them, I was like, I didn't pay this, I was... Yeah, so that's how I always, I get out of it. I either want to tell you everything or I tell you nothing. Yeah,
0: yeah, fair enough. I mean, I don't know how I would keep my mouth shut, honestly. I do not know how you wouldn't go around screaming it. Yeah, possibly. the share one was hard because that felt yeah. like,
1: I was at work. I was sitting on the steps in the theatre and Ol called me to tell me that it was going to be Jessica who's playing Tanya. And yeah. I think I already knew about Lily. And then he went, um, oh, and Cher's going to play Ruby. And I was, that was like, yeah, that's crazy. I was like, do you mean Cher, the singer? And he was like, yeah, Cher. It's like, oh, okay. And then I had to go back and like prep my interval drinks. And I was like, oh, I can't tell people that, can I? Because that's, (laughs) that was hard.
0: Yeah. And obviously, like, as you mentioned there, you got to work with Cher and Meryl Streep. And it just, it just had such a phenomenal cast. It must've been like so exciting for you, but also like equally daunting, I bet. So Although you were only on screen briefly with maybe like the older cast, you were mainly obviously in the young Donna scene. So with the younger cast, what was it like to work with these legends, you know, like Pierce Brosnan and Meryl Streep, just to name a few? It
1: was it was really amazing. It was um, staggered, which was helpful. I can't remember who the first one I met was. Um, I think it actually might have been Christine. I remember meeting Julie because I'll like brought her into a dance yeah. rehearsal, so and I was like sweating, and I looked nothing like her. And she was like, I think she must have been a bit confused by my casting because I mean, Jess looks like Christine. Yeah, Lily kind of got like a Meryl yeah. vibe, her. and then if you just see if you, I mean, I've got long blonde hair and blue yeah. eyes, and face that doesn't look anything like. Her. <laughs> she was so lovely and she gave me a hug and she welcomed me and then she was like look at your hair and your eyes I was like I know I don't know what's happening either um but you know what they were really welcoming obviously we spent the least time with Meryl because she she wasn't with us for the whole thing yeah but they were just amazing and we would have a lot of like fancy dinners Judy the kind of creator Judy Kramer yeah would host a lot of dinners to make sure that we did have time to to get to know these people um, they were just great. I have so many really fond memories. There was a day where like Colin Firth, I was in the studio uh, where we had the hotel, the Hotel Belladonna and Colin walked in and he was just like looking around. He was like, God, this is amazing. He was like, I did Mary Poppins here last year and it's completely different now. <laughs> and he was just so nice. And we would have like proper like long talks in the makeup trailer about everything that was going on within the industry. Piz Brosnan walked in one day and he saw me and he went, Alexa. And he came over and just gave me a cuddle and a kiss on the head. And I was like, this is ridiculous. There's was a lot of that. Stellan once told me that if I'm ever in, in Sweden, I should go to his house for dinner. And I was like, okay, we'll see. Well, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> You're just banging on his door one day. Can you imagine? imagine? I met Tom Hanks at the premiere and he was like, "Um, oh, I've he was had just been on holiday in Greece on like this place that he owns. And he was like, if you ever want to go there, just tell us. You can borrow it. And I was like, okay. Oh <laughs> okay I'll give you
0: a call <laughs> yeah and obviously like you mentioned Julie there you played her younger self in the film so did she give you any advice for like kind of just becoming the character no
1: and I'm quite glad that she okay. didn't because yeah. if I couldn't have I it's a shame I've never actually um gotten to she obviously never saw us filming it yeah. as doing our bits and um at the time of the the premiere she was unwell so I've actually not seen Julie I haven't seen her since the film came out so I don't actually know if she hated what I did or not (laughs) but she was that was kind of the best thing um that none of them kind of were overbearing or stepped in to to tell us how to do our jobs basically um because it's a weird thing because um we did so much homework on the people that we were sharing the roles with but at the end of the day you've got to bring your own thing to it to make sure it's not just kind of an imitation.
0: Yeah yeah hundred percent and what was kind of the audition process like for the role of young Rosie because obviously it's not quite the same as other roles in the fact you don't kind of have that blank canvas I mean I know you need to bring your own spin on the role but it's not entirely a blank canvas because obviously there's been this character in the first film. So is it kind of like, you know, when you go to audition to play a character based on a real life person, is it that kind of same vibe or is it different? It's it's similar, but I would say more difficult. I've actually yeah. played quite a
1: lot of people who are real people, but um, typically they're not, I mean, the ones I've played have almost always been in, in true crime dramas. Yeah. So, they're not famous people who everybody knows how they talk and how they how they move yeah um, so that was it was terrifying especially because I'm such a Julie fan it was just terrifying and it's yeah. a weird thing because Nina Gold cast it and I feel like if you're not if people if you're not an actor or if you're not in it then the name doesn't mean much but Nina Gold's one of the best casting directors we have here in the UK she does like she does a lot of great projects yeah um, so anytime you get a call saying Nina wants to see you for this, it's always really exciting. Yeah. The pressure's kind of on because you don't want to go in and do a bad job and then have her remember that time you yeah. did a bad job. So I went in for the first time and it was with all Nina. And did I sing in the first one? Yes. Yes, I did. Martin Kosh was there to to kind of direct the direct me musically. And it was honestly terrifying. A, I had no idea I was that why I was there because I look. I mean, again, I look nothing like her, and I just thought this is insane. Um, I got in there. I did the scenes first, which is what I was most comfortable with. I really did my homework on Julie's voice and how she would say things, and then what I would do. I think we did the. Um, I think we did the market scene where we where we see Jeremy. I can't remember, but we did a scene. And then I had to sing and all was like, oh, Nina tells me you've got a fantastic voice. And I was just, I had no idea that Nina, I sing in Harlots, I did a song in Harlots, but I just never registered with me that people would have remembered. (laughs) So, So I said, who's told you that? And he was like, Nina's told me, Nina says, you've got a great voice. I was like, oh, cheers, thank you, Nina. And then I had to sing, I have a dream. And I have quite a low voice. I don't have much of a high range at all. And it's quite a high song sometimes, especially when you're nervous. Um, So I did that and then I left. And that was the first time when I got the call saying, Nina Gold wants to see you to play a young Julie Walters in Mamma Mia 2. I just laughed. And I told my boyfriend and we just laughed. It was hilarious. This is going to be awful. But then when I left the room, I called my boyfriend and I was like, I think I'm going to get this. <laughs> and he was like, are you sure? Okay. He likes to keep me humble. But I was like, honestly, I think that went really well. And then I had a second audition where I had to act and sing and dance. Yeah. Then I had a third audition. Where I had to act and sing and dance. And after my third, they called pretty quickly to say, we're going to give you the part, but we need to find Donna first. And um, so they didn't know who they wanted for young Donna and worst-case scenario, if they'd have cast uh, a young donor who was, say, shorter than me, I'm five five, so that would have been difficult. Yeah. Um, If they cast a donor that was shorter than me, I I might not have gotten the job because it wouldn't have looked right for the three and It's just crazy, tiny things like that. So for about six weeks, they would call once a week and just say, we are going to give you the job, we just need to find... Donna first so it was never an official offer yeah and then finally it was the most
0: stressful six weeks of my life oh finally yeah yeah Yeah. oh my god that sounds that sounds literally the decision about somebody completely different could have affected like your career that must have been so so annoying it was mad and
1: Hugh Hugh and I knew each other from Harlots and we kind of kept in touch because we both knew that we were both auditioning and we were down and Hugh one day went into chemistry read with an actress who didn't get, obviously didn't get it because Lily did it. But this yeah. actress was one where I was like, oh my God, if she gets it, I don't think I'll look right. I think she looked slightly younger than me. And I was like, they might have to pick somebody younger than me or somebody shorter than me. It was just mad at yeah. this moment. And I called him and I was like, what do you think? Was she good? Is she going to get it? Like, is this me? Am I out? Are you oh, out? Because but it, it worked out in the end, thank God. Yeah, yeah,
0: it worked out perfectly.
1: Bad <laughs> actress, but thank God that Lily got it. But yeah.
0: good out for me. And obviously the second series of Dead Pixels aired on E4 earlier this year. So what was it like for you to get to play Meg for another series? And obviously the majority of your scenes as Meg, you must be filming on your own. Like the majority of communication is obviously over these headset so what is that like to film as well it must be very different to other stuff you've done
1: it's great i love it it's um i love (laughs) dead pixels is shot really quickly we don't have a lot of time the typical this kind of standard in british comedy is you get um you get a week per episode you get five days to shoot a half hour episode which typically means if you've got six episodes you get six weeks Uh, but we did the first series in four weeks and we did the second series in five weeks and it's tricky. It's really fast paced. And it just means that if you're alone in a room, the only person that can muck that scene up is you, Yeah. Um, which I think to some people would be awful, but I know, I know myself and I know what I'm doing well enough to, to kind of bank on myself in a way. We shoot them at the same time. So we shoot them separately, but at the same time so will will be in his room and i will be in my room yeah he'll have a camera i'll have a camera and we'll do the scene with a wall between us but it's i really love it it's it's a fantastic show and the the scripts john Brown's scripts are just amazing and i love playing her it was great i really enjoyed series two i i we are still waiting to hear if we will be
0: making a series three, Oh, okay hope yeah hopefully and Obviously, many people might think I did originally think this before I watched it, that it would kind of target quite a niche audience, you know, like because it's all around gaming. But I'm a non-gamer and I'm watching Series 1 at the moment and I love it. And it's obviously been super popular within like both gamers and non-gamers. So were you kind of surprised by the positive reaction from the first series, like from everyone?
1: Not really, because... Because we knew the show. It's yeah. funny because like you say, at face value, it looks like a show for gamers. Yeah. But at the end of the day, the show is really about Meg, Nikki, Usman, Russell and Alison and, and yeah. what they're like. It is it's it is about them and, and gaming, but also about how gaming affects their lives and what, yeah. that, what they are like because of it. And that's where most of the comedy is in just kind of how the lack of of social skills from so yeah. many of them, it it kind of felt like a hard sell when we were doing press for series one. Of everyone would ask like, "Is this a show for gamers?" It's like, no. Like, yeah. if you're not a gamer, you can watch it. If you are a gamer, there'll be extra laughs in there for you because there'll be like tiny jokes that I think only gamers might get. Yeah, but they're they're not the majority of the material. So. Luckily, I, you know, we've always known that and we've always been able to back it that way. And I think you get kind of even more of that in series two, where they, they step away from the game a little bit and there's much more kind of outside world comedy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It kind of reminds me of the Big Bang Theory in that way that like they're all around science and you might get hidden little science jokes if you are, say, a scientist or something like that. But it's all about kind of the characters, as you say, their lives. You don't actually focus on the game as much or the science. It's it's like the people, it's the characters. Yeah, that's that exactly you it. Bring it to life, yeah. And obviously, you are fabulous at playing the more light-hearted roles. You know, Dead Pixels, Mamma Mia Two, and obviously Aretha in Raised by Wolves, which I I watched when I was younger, like when it was first on, and I loved it. I mean, I think I need to rewatch it because I don't remember much of it now, but I remember it just being really funny, but you have also obviously starred in like some hugely darker dramas, like White House Farm last year. So, do you like prefer to play a darker role, or do you have kind of a soft spot for like the comedy?
1: I think I like. I just like a mix. I I just like doing loads of different things. I don't like being on on a job for too long. I like doing. I would love going from one to the other. Yeah. And it mostly always just depends on what the project actually is. Yeah. So um, I love, I love doing comedies. I think Dead Pixels is the hardest job I I do just because of time and the amount of stuff we have to get through and kind of responsibility of playing essentially a lead character. Yeah. Um, But then you have a show like White House where I wouldn't be in work as much. I would be in shooting a few days a week but when you are in it's like you've got to spend a whole day crying in a courtroom um but I enjoy both jobs as well are always kind of for me about the experience that people don't see of the stuff where we're not filming and it's about the people that I get to meet and the places that I get to go so I it's it's funny how jobs different jobs will become favorite jobs or other jobs might be like lower down the list of what I enjoyed but yeah, I, I love a mix. If I yeah. could do both for the rest of my career, then that would be great.
0: Thank you so much for joining me for episode two of What We're Watching In Conversation With. Join me back here soon for episode three.